0: Hello everyone. Welcome to the Belmont Journal, Belmont's own local program for hyperlocal news and community affairs programming. I'm your host, Roger Colton. The Belmont Planning Board this week held a public hearing on its further deliberations on where the retail sale of marijuana will be permitted in the town of Belmont. We've captured one segment of that hearing to show you some of the factors that the Planning Board is considering.
1: Go ahead
2: and complete and then. Because why to... not
1: put two at Pleasant Street at either end? If nobody has a problem with Pleasant Street, we could appease everybody and put two in Pleasant Street. Nobody has any objections to Pleasant Street and yet there are so many objections to the loading dock and yet why is that not taken into account? Thank
3: you. It is being taken into account and the, the, the state has been very clear that we can't, zone this away. We have to provide adequate areas for business. It's, it's, we've already eliminated most of the retail business areas in town by, by far and away. Why? In response to people just like you, I've been, we've all been listening to this and hearing this, and in, in response to people who said we don't want it in our neighborhood, which came out, has come out loud and clear, Uh, Over time, there have been many meetings and that's been one of the clearest messages that I get it in my emails and the conversations and everything else We don't want it next to our houses The issue here is that the task of the planning board is
2: to find places to put this use in Belmont Uh, We're gonna have it if we don't do anything. It could be in any of the commercial districts So our task is to find what we believe the planning board believes after having heard from the residents in the town and with our planning staff, what we believe are reasonable places to zone (laughs) this into place. The arguments against um, many places and focusing it in one place, smack of nullification, which is trying to uh, legally zone away something that you don't like. That's what Steve's referring to. We've thought about this and we're still listening to people. We haven't made final decisions on this. We will have a draft of this that will be in the preliminary warrant um, tomorrow, I believe, right? We're going to submit this for a preliminary draft of this to the town tomorrow. Yeah, Yeah, a preliminary draft. We will have additional public hearings (coughs) on this. This is a transparent process. We're doing this in front of everybody. all the time. We're not having any side conversations on this. We're listening to you and we will make um, understanding and hearing what people say.
0: On November 6, Belmont voters will go to the polls to decide whether to approve the construction of a new school for grades 7 through 12. If approved, the new facility will provide a new school for nearly half of Belmont's 5,000 school kids. I have with me today Ellen Schreiber, who is uh, one of the leaders of the Yes for Belmont uh, uh, campaign. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for the opportunity. So uh, people originally talked about a new high
4: school, but this really isn't a new high school. It's two schools in one. Yes, two schools in one is a very important thing. Um, It's a great solution for our high school students and our middle school students, it's a middle and a high school, Uh, but it's also a great solution for all of the kids in the district. By building two schools in one, we can free up space in all six schools for all 5,000 children.
0: One of the reasons that we are... uh, thinking about a a new school is because of the overcrowding the the enrollment in Belmont has skyrocketed.
4: Yes absolutely in the last seven years we've added 700 students over a hundred a year it's crazy Um, these kids are coming and we need to provide space and a good education.
0: Now the November vote is uh, about money it is Uh, it is not uh, inexpensive to build a school for
4: half of our school kids. Uh, Can you tell us what the cost is? Sure. Uh, The cost of this solution is $295 million. Um, This is the ballpark of all high schools. If you look at Arlington and Waltham, two of our neighbors, they are also in this process. They are spending over $300 million, and they're doing it for fewer kids, and they're doing it for a 9 to 12 school.
0: But the the $300 million, uh, let me round it to
4: 300 if that's appropriate, uh, that's not all Belmont money. No, and this is the really exciting thing. Uh, for 10 years, we tried to get into a state grant program. We were finally selected in January of 2016, and they are going to give us $80 million in order to build this school. That's $80 million our taxpayers don't have to pay.
0: And one of the implications of uh, state involvement is that there is and, uh, there is state oversight of oh, yes. how the money is
4: spent? There's a tremendous amount of state oversight. Uh, the, um, it's the Massachusetts School Building Authority, the MSBA, and they want to make sure their money's well spent. So they rigorously scrutinize what we do, and they have to approve every single decision. They voted unanimously that this is the best answer for Belmont. Now, one other thing to know about the MSBA, if we don't use it now, we have 120 days to approve it. If we don't use it now, we lose it. And you're out of the MSBA. Lose the state money. We lose the state money, $80 million of it.
0: And we're out for, it's not a matter of going back next year then.
4: Well, no. Uh, We are out. We can start applying again. Last time it took us $10 million. You know, if we leave them at the altar this time, they may not want to do it again.
0: Is there an alternative to, uh, to building a new school? Or it, there must be an alternative. Let me put that. What is the alternative?
4: <laughs> <laughs> there is a plan B. It's pretty terrible. Um, the plan B is that we wind up with 50, approximately 50, temporary modular classrooms. Then after that... We do an addition onto the Chenery Middle School. You know, it's not just about classrooms. It's also about gyms and cafeterias and auditoriums. So we do an addition on the Chenery. Then we do an addition and renovation of the high school. And that's massive. It just costs a lot to do the high school. It needs a lot of work. So the total of all of that is $247 million compared to $213 million Belmont taxpayers will be responsible for, for the 7 to 12 school.
0: And what I'm hearing you say is the option of doing nothing isn't really
4: an option. Yeah, yeah there's no option to do nothing. The kids are here. They're already in the elementary schools. They're moving up into the middle school. So, you know, the, in the middle school alone, we're going to add 200 students over the next three or four years. Then they're headed to the high school. Um, you know, the, the option of doing nothing is pretty terrible.
0: Thank you. We have been speaking with Ellen Schreiber, who is one of the leaders of the Yes for Belmont campaign. We encourage you to vote on November 6th on the ballot issue involving the new Belmont 7 through 12 school. Hello, welcome to This Week in the Belmontonian. I have with me today Franklin Tucker, the editor and publisher of the Belmontonian, Belmont's online source for hyperlocal news. Thanks for stopping over.
5: Oh, thank you for having me.
0: There is a never-ending story regarding the community path, but now it's the story is about conflicts between the town and the state.
5: That's right. I don't think it's really a conflict. I think the uh, the, the town is willing to listen to the state and and what their uh, their suggestions to the town because they have the money, <laughs> and and the, and in, in a in a very bizarre. Uh, twist uh, the 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 state really wants to give the town money to build this path. This path has become a priority, uh, bo- both by the Baker administration and in, in the legislature. So we're we're golden, except for one thing: the path that we approved, which would go um, uh, the path from uh, Belmont Center to the the Cambridge Line, which is yes. Brighton Street. Uh, it would it was going basically on the on the on the north side of the railroad tracks, and then it would go underneath a new uh, underpath, the Alexander underpath, uh, Alexander Avenue, and then go on along the south side, specifically for uh, to, to allow um, the residents on Channing Road not to be not to have that path, which they've always protested. Now, the state now,
0: objects to that.
5: Now the state does object to that for the simple reason is that when you're on the south side, you then have to cross the tracks to get back Onto the north side of this of this longer path. That's the official path. You just can't stay on the south side. So they're saying it's just way too dangerous. So just put it on the north side, and we're golden. Well, the town is basically going. Well, you know, if they're going to give us a pot of money, I think we we could go that way now. The Community Path Implementation pa- uh, c- uh, Committee, which is going to be changing pretty soon, um, to, to more of a uh, uh, how do we do this <laughs> committee, um, they're, they're now uh, going to take a vote uh, today, which is Thursday, the October 4th, um, on, on whether to now change the path, which was given th- after a, a feasibility study from the south side to the north side, which would affect the people on Channing Road. And also a bit of, of a business that is at the end of that path at Brighton Street, which is the French company.
0: And the, moving it to the other side of the railroad tracks, the mm-hmm. one that was not recommended in the feasibility study, was that option, it, it was ruled out? It, it was ruled infeasible or it was just ruled? It was just,
4: uh,
5: ruled, out, it was just ruled out only because there was opposition to it. And by it, the it, neighbors. That's by the neighbors. Now, when they approved this... They didn't say this is a hard and fast, fast uh, rule that they were going to stay on the south side uh, come hell or high water. No, this, they said there was always an option of going back simply because there could be you know, problems or, or the situation could change later on. So they're now using that flexibility to move back to the north side.
0: So we will know soon. But, but the state really has the upper hand. The state is providing the money.
5: That's right, the state is providing the money and they're, and they're a willing partner. They want to give us the money. They, they, they say that that underpass at Alexander Ave, that's beautiful because it prevents the, the, the constant um, trespassing of kids across tracks, which they don't want. And they want to give us, the, the, the path is a, it seems to this 55 mile path from Berlin to, to Cambridge is something that they want to have done. So, and, and, and Belmont is that very important cog in the middle that needs to be solved. So they're willing to give us the money, they just want us to change the, uh, the, where the path is. And that decision will be made in the next week. That's right.
0: Okay. Let's talk about uh, trash. We have just a few <laughs> seconds. Uh, well, uh, carry, uh,
5: carry in, carry out is basically the policy of the town, except in now two locations, basically Joey's Park and Town Field. Uh, town, uh, town Field. Uh, it seems like the parents basically said, give us our, give us our, <laughs> our barrels back. We want our barrels. And basically, the Board of Selectmen said, okay, for a few months, we'll, let you, we'll see how that works. It will cost the town money, upwards to $25,000 a year uh, just to get a, a weekend uh, trash pickup in those areas. So let's see what happens.
0: Welcome to This Week in the Belmont Citizen Herald. I have with me today Joanna Juvelis, who is the senior multimedia journalist for the Belmont Citizen Herald, and Wicked Local Belmont, Belmont's online source and print source for uh, local news.
6: Thank you, Roger. Uh,
0: there is continuing progress in responding to the pedestrian death this summer. Uh, the Board of selectmen recently made a big decision.
6: They sure did. So with the support, the full support of the Traffic Advisory Committee, they voted to disband the current Traffic Advisory Committee and rename it and reappoint new members with a brand new charge so it's going to be called the transportation advisory committee and it's going to focus more on pedestrian and bicycle safety in addition to vehicular traffic.
0: And and what does it mean to focus on bicycle and pedestrian safety? Signage? Exactly,
6: this committee will look at uh, traffic calming measures, they'll make recommendations for things like crosswalk signage, how to improve intersections, um, how to reduce, you know, if there's areas that have a lot of speeding. The, t- the town, actually, is, is going to have a website, too, that's going to get a lot of public input. If you go on the town of Belmont website, you'll see the link, and you can put in your concerns about streets and sidewalks that may have issues in Belmont. And this committee is going to look at that data as well and work with the town administrator's office and different committees in the town to see what they can do They may also rewrite existing policies and and write new policies.
0: And this is uh, an entirely new committee. It's not simply taking the old traffic advisory committee. If people are interested in this, they they can can apply.
6: apply, And the deadline to apply is November first. They're they're hoping that they can get people with traffic engineering experience. That would be a big plus. And they'll make the appointments on November fifth.
0: So the uh, the town moves forward in uh, trying to make sure that this traffic death doesn't happen again. Yes. The board of selectmen changing topics. Uh, the board of selectmen is also uh, making progress on making a decision on what happens at the old incinerator site.
6: Yes, the old incinerator site. Uh, you, it's located on Concord Avenue, 25 acres of land, which is currently used by Public Works for things like storing leaves and different things and it will still need to be used by Public Works but they're looking at post closure uses because what they have to do is they have to cap the site they're required by the state and they have to make a decision about what is what is what kinda of cap are they gonna put that's gonna depend on the use so there was a meeting back in June and there was a, a long list of potential uses which they've now narrowed down to five. Do you wanna know what and, those uses are? And
0: those five are?
6: Anaerobic the, digester Okay. Hockey rink or athletic center, uh, bike and skate park, solar farm, or just plain open space.
0: There is uh, an upcoming hearing.
6: Yes, October 18th. So on October 18th, there'll be another public forum just focusing on these five uses, and they're looking for public input. There are pros and cons to all these uses. The anaerobic digester would require a feasibility study, which would cost $8,200, the hockey rink, uh, the 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 pro is that the capping wouldn't cost as much because the rink itself acts as a cap. The con is that someone's going to have to pay to put in a road and parking, and it would not be able to get done for at least five years. If the high school project is approved, they're going to need to use the incinerator site during the construction.
0: And no matter which use the uh, uh, is chosen, mm-hmm. the high school, assuming it's approved, uh, will need that property right, for staging exactly. for the, yes. uh, the next few years. As the concrete and steel structures of the three new buildings at the Bradford and Cushing Square rise up uh, today, the owners of the Bradford Toll Brothers and their architects recently held a public meeting to allow the planning board and members of the public to see and experience the materials that will be on the outsides of the buildings.
5: So today we have a mock-up of the building materials that will be going on each of the three buildings in the Bradford development, which is formerly the Cushing Village development. Uh, it's an open public meeting so that the public can come and, and uh, look at the materials and uh, confirm that in fact what's being um, put on the buildings is what was approved by the planning board.
2: This has been, this has been a project, of the Bradford now, that's been in process for over 10 years. Uh, as we're seeing at this point, the project is coming out of the ground. One of the jobs of the planning board has been and continues to be the approval of the of the materials that will be on the exterior of the building. We have already had a first step in terms of this, um, and the materials have been brought to the planning board and were presented before. They have been available at town hall for everybody to take a look at.
3: We're just going to walk through. The sort of what you see before you, it's, it's a, a conglomeration of building materials as best we could make it represent the actual building. And we have varieties of uh, cement siding, shingles, uh, the, the windows are, you know, this is a sample window. The proportions are for a sample window and not the proportions you see in the, in the final window, but they are six over six with a transom. Uh, we do have some limitations on this center window because we have two conditions a stone a a brick only condition and then a a trim condition so you know it's it's a little unfinished in in the middle but you know the the intention is to show you you know what the window looks like with white trim and what it looks with next to the brick
1: well i'm delighted that um the planning board and toll brothers have put up the mock-up and invited the community to see it, I think it's really important. I like very much the limestone use on the um, Pomona building as the cornerstone of the development. I think that's really important and a really beautiful materials. I was also very pleased to hear that um, the red brick is going to be full brick and not veneer. That's a very positive you know, addition, Um, and and I I appreciate the general response, which is to build three different buildings as opposed to one behemoth um, development, and I think having three distinctive buildings um, are a really good thing.
0: Here's Jane Peters with a look at what there is to do in Belmont in the coming week on Community Calendar.
7: Hi, everyone. I'm Jane, and this is your Community Calendar for this week. Join McLean's Deconstructing Stigma team in celebrating World Mental Health Day on October 10th with the North American premiere of Obwungo Edhano. The film showcases the work being done by McLean's partners from the Move EV at Home of Brains in Kenya. Following the screening, there will be a panel discussing mental health around the world. The screening and panel are both free. Register on Eventbrite. Sarah Grace Tuttle will visit Belmont Books to read from her books Hidden City and Dot Stripe Squiggle on Friday at 1130 in a guest story time. The event will be accompanied by a craft activity exploring the shapes and textures of sea creatures. And on Friday evening, you can attend a ticketed author visit at Belmont Books with Madeline Miller, author of The Song of Achilles, and New York Times bestseller, Cirque. Students can attend this author talk for free when they present their student IDs at Belmont Books in store. Next week is Public Power Week, and the Belmont Light Department will be at the Beach Street Center on Friday for a presentation. Learn about the benefits of public power, how to save money on electricity, and how to increase renewable energy. Broadway Night is the BHS Performing Arts Company's annual musical theater cabaret, taking place on Friday and Saturday evenings in the high school's Little Theater. Students will perform classic show tunes and contemporary work from new musical theater composers in an evening of song, dance, and storytelling. More info and tickets on the BHS PAC website. Little Johnny is a ghost who loves trick-or-treating. Solve math problems at the Russian School of Mathematics' Math Spooky House and help Johnny collect his treats on Saturday from 2 to 5. As a thank you for your help, you can win some treats and prizes as well.
0: The Belmont Library recently hosted a presentation on technology in today's world. One speaker talked about fake news in technology. A sp- second speaker talked about artificial technology and the advances in technology in today's world.
3: You had newscasters like Walter Cronkite, right, <laughs> who would end his broadcast every day with, and that's the way it is, Friday, March 6, 1981, which was his last broadcast, by the way. Um, and the the reason he ended his broadcast that way was because that's what people got out of it. They got the way it was today. But how's it today? Thousands of news sites right? Massive sharing on social media. And this is a good thing, right? We have great blogs. We have a lot of really high-quality news sites, many more than the big three and many more than the newspapers we had before, just by count, right? We have unprecedented access to information. Over dinner, we were talking about just Googling for medical. the election, uh, the Trump campaign was publicly courting black voters. They were saying, come, vote for me. I'll help you out more. I've got your back. Right, come and, and vote for me. While they were at the same time using dark posts to discourage the black vote. Previous
8: advances in various lines of invention will appear totally insignificant compared with those which the present century will witness. And I believe that is really true today. I think that was probably true 100 years ago, 50 years ago, <laughs> it would be true again 100 years, but today we're, we're really at the cusp of new technologies that AI is gonna be able to offer. It should have been out by now already. It's slipping by two years. And so, you know, the next technology is going to be slipping further. So this is really, in my mind, an indication that, yes, Moore's Law really is slowing down. But this is the Harvard Robo B project. We built little micro-mechanical flapping ring robots. And my role in this project was to build the electronics around it. So we have this little flapping wing robot thing with these actuators that made the wings flat. So I worked on the power electronics, and we also worked on what we call the brain SOC, which is like a computer chip that implements the brain.
0: Hundreds of Belmont residents, both adults and children, gathered at Harris Field last week to celebrate soccer night in Belmont. This year, 100% of Belmont's girls' varsity soccer team first began in second soccer. The purpose of the night is to celebrate Belmont's strong tradition of soccer from kids through the varsity high school. Let's take a look at some of what happened.
3: Tonight's event celebrates the connection between our high school soccer programs and our youth programs the Belmont Soccer Association, and the Arlington Soccer Club.
2: It is a carnival atmosphere here tonight. Soccer night in Belmont, it's a capacity crowd. I heard there's...
3: Dangerous play into the box.
2: volleyed and a shot. Pound Arlington
3: to start the game. And he bent it right in, and he tries to bend it again. And there it is. Beautiful play. Uh, Rhea, as an Olympus goddess in her own right, I was Oh, t- a long
8: shot. He's the keeper. Francesco. Oh, no, no, no they, no, they dummy out.
3: it. And uh, Ilan sends it into Francesco. Francesco tries to shoot it across. And another goal. A goal oh, for Arlington. Uh, there's a play in for Arlington. Shot off the post. And a goal. Oh, Francesco. Good ball.
8: Good ball by Belmont. And here's a run. And it looks like he's going to break away.
4: And a goal!
8: Belmont. Oh, it's going to be a tight call for the ref. Running he is on sides. Oh, Good that boy. is no call. And goal! Oh, getting there to prevent the shot. Good header. That was a dangerous Still bouncing. Nally. Sends it into the box. Oh, and it
4: goes! It is it in! There it is. We come
8: to the end of the game. Final whistle. Belmont
0: G, Arlington 1. That's it for this week's edition in, in the Belmont Journal. I'm your host, Roger Colton. Thank you for watching. I'll talk to you next time.